You're listening to Vincenzo Landino on the Brand Boost Podcast, powered by Zoom. With me today is a special guest, Mr. Nick Westergaard. He's a strategist, speaker, an author, and an educator, uh, which he tells me is one of those really, really different you know, which one is different? Which of the four is different? Apparently, it's the educator. Right, Nick? How are you? Uh, I am great. You know, uh, boy, I, it's it's hard to pick a favorite there. The other way I say that sometimes is that I, uh, the easier way probably, uh, when you were asking about official titles, is I say that I help people build better brands online, and I do that a lot of different ways. I speak, I write, I consult, and I also teach the marketers of tomorrow. So, ah, I like that. I like that. So, where do you teach? The University of Iowa. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Uh, <laughs> uh, now, listen, I have been, uh, been totally digging the name of your, your new book. And, and by the way, congratulations on your new book, Get Scrappy. Thanks. Um, and that's pretty much what brings us here today. Thanks to Miss Amy Schmidauer to uh, connecting us and letting us uh, have this conversation. But you know, I, I had seen your book. I had seen it posted online because we have quite a few mutual friends. And I had mentioned you to, um, I think it was Ann Hanley that had posted something about it, who also happened to write yes. your forward. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we have uh, we have all kinds of the same friends converging. This was This was going to happen. Uh, one way or another. It had to happen. I'm glad it did. Um, let's jump into the book because this is, this is, first of all, like I, I already gave you congratulations. I'll say it again. Congratulations on the book, but it's a huge accomplishment, right? I mean, do, is this something that you've been wanting to do is write a book? It has been, and it's been something that is the culmination of probably all of those things that I said of um, working with clients uh, taken from the subtitle of the book uh, at Businesses Big and Small. I always joke that a smart agency professional says, you know what, we are the digital marketing agency that specializes in dentists or plumbers or something very specific. Uh, And I have uh, not been that restrictive, um, probably to my to my detriment, but I, I like uh, the variety of all of that. So I like working with small businesses, with startups, with Fortune 500 companies. Uh, probably are the biggest thing that, that we worked on was a project for the President's Council on Jobs and Competitiveness. So that is uh, that's that's probably the the big side of organizations. Uh, so so your book you kind of break into three parts, right? It's kind of this yeah. uh, this. You know, part one, part two, part three, where you focus on s- some steps uh, and then how you can do more with less uh, with this question engine, right? By creating a question engine. I- I'm just curious as to, and for those that don't know, um, I will be giving away, I-, I will have Nick's books to give away um, once I figure <laughs> out what I want to, how I want to give it away. But uh, there will be a giveaway. There will be a giveaway of this book, so you'll understand what part one, part two, part three refers to. Um, question engine, embracing your power, uh, your people power, connecting digital dots. I- explain that to me a little bit and where you got that from, because I'm not saying those are very, I'm not saying that they are out of left field, but we don't hear a lot of this, especially like you and I being in this marketing space. Those are new terms, at least for me. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing is the scrappy spoiler is that I think some people, some people might expect a kind of a dictionary of of 
tips, tricks, and hacks. And mm-hmm. while there are certainly ideas around that, uh, the bigger thing, the, the way I describe the book and the concepts in it, is that it's really a mindset book. And it is divided um you know, very specifically, very deliberately into these three parts. And the first one is are, are the smart steps that you can't skip. Some mm-hmm. of the strategy that we were talking about even before we hit record, why it's important before you head out and kind of plant your flag on the latest, greatest uh, digital social network, uh, you have to have some kind of plan for why you're doing what you're doing. So that's that's really a focus of the first part of the book is understanding your brand and developing, if not a scrappy strategy, what I like to think of as a map for getting from point A to point B with your marketing. I don't want to interrupt you, but what to you interrupt me does a scrappy strategy mean? Well, you know, it's funny. I just took my kids to the Jungle Book last week, uh, the new one, and uh, love that. And it is based on the book by someone who I jokingly call one of my favorite marketers, and that is Rudyard Kipling, who in a work of his that was not the Jungle Book, uh, a poem he wrote, I keep six honest serving men. They taught me all I knew. Their names are what and why and when and how and where and who. And those five W's and one H, if we can answer those, we have more of a strategy um, than we don't have Um, by answering why the why behind this, the business objective that helps us determine what works best when and for who in terms of our audience. So just by answering some of those questions and having some of that nailed down, we don't need a great big tab to buy tabbed divided binder that sits up on the shelf next to the crisis plan. If we just answer some of these simple questions, uh, we can be more grounded strategically than we have been to date. Where and, and this is now we're going to blur the lines a little bit because you also own an agency, which we haven't talked about it at all yet. And you're talking about we haven't been grounded. Where do you feel the biggest gaps are um, in, in strategies when you're consulting? Where, where do you find and maybe maybe you've con, you know, maybe you've done strategy for brands or small businesses or startups that have worked with other agencies before? Or maybe you've come on fresh as the first one. Where do you find the biggest gaps uh, that brands have when creating these strategies? Well, usually one of the biggest symptoms of not having a strategy is that you can get pointed to uh, an organization's presence on a social network or various social networks. Hey, we're doing all this stuff, what, but I'm not really sure what's happening. And we don't keep it up to date that much. Those are all symptoms of we don't know why we're doing this. And beyond just having those icons that we can tile on our website to kind of give that kind of false indicator that that we're that we're doing digital marketing correctly. We love collecting all of those different icons. And I, I think it's easy to do, but I don't think it's necessary um, to be doing something on every single social network under the sun to be creating every form of content, because I think that's the other thing. We talk so much about, you know, content is king, how much content we're creating. And I think we're also getting into this um problem where with all of us marketers, I mean, our content marketing turned up to 11. We're creating so much that it's 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 not getting found. It's not getting seen. So I I don't know that more content is always better. I think better content is better. And that takes some work. 
Uh, there was a, a statistic and I, I can't, uh, of course I can't pull it up right now because I am drawing a blank on exactly where it was. Uh, there Plus was a it would ruin the audio quality of our recording here. It would totally ruin the audio quality, but <laughs> <laughs> the statistic was something like we create more content or more content is created in one day. I think one day or one, I forget exactly what stat was yeah. then all of human history before, you know, this time, this time every day. I think that's the Eric Schmidt quote that, uh, every yes. two days we create as much content as we did from the beginning of time up until 2003, three and then kind of, and then kind of the follow-up there is that, uh, basically in terms of size of, of data, like exabytes or the internet's essentially doubling itself, uh, every every couple of days as well. So that's, that is massive. Who's looking at all that? I mean, you know, <laughs> when Periscope and Meerkat and all these other live video uh, platforms had come out last year, people were watching ridiculous amounts of video. And it was like, I mean, watching it was enough, but you know, I, st- I sat down and I started thinking to myself, because I was very active on live video, still am very active with live video. And, and it's one of the big things I consult with my clients on, but it was like, who's creating this content? Where, where is it being created from? Because if people are watching it, that means there's even more that people aren't watching that's being created. And it's like, there's so much that gets lost daily, weekly, monthly. How do you stay relevant? How do you remain relevant? What, and this is my question to you. How do you simplify the marketing message enough throughout all of your content and still remain relevant well i think uh, again it's it's one of those things where we 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 want that like staples easy button here and, well, and there I, is none right i mean let's no there is none there no i had a client i had a potential client call last week and the person basically said straight up that they thought social media would would bring in sales as soon as they implemented like posting online. That's, I mean, I'm not even kidding you. That was word for word what this guy said to me. He thought that's what it would do. And, and I, I, I almost, I, I almost laughed because I said like, here we are in 2016. People still think that's what I happens. Know. Yeah. It's those client meetings where I, I don't have as many of them anymore, but I, I always joke where, you know, you leave afterwards and I say to a team member, I, I think they think that they're going to, air quotes, hook their business up to the internet and it's just going to start printing money. And, uh, that, that really doesn't happen. I mean, there's just, there has to be, there has to be some sort of understanding, right. Of content versus so, and this is, you know, I know that sometimes my questioning gets a little, it's kind of whatever pops into my head. Sometimes social media in your professional and educated opinion, Nick, what is social media? What, what is it and what does it do and how does it, how is it used? Like forget the content piece of it. Social media itself. I'm talking about platforms like Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Google plus Instagram. What are those? Like for the audience to understand this question is for the audience. What is all this stuff? These are all, you know, they, they are all a means to an end. And I think that that's, um, 
an important thing to remember and why, if it sounds like, you know, my, my marketing book makes us go back and think about all this strategy, do all of this homework. Um, I, I think you have to know what the end is before you can start. And I think that one thing, I mean, these, these tools, it's so easy. You can go as we're doing right now, you can find all kinds of tools easily online, uh, click the red button, and be recording, post it, and you've got something. But I think unless you know why it is you're trying to do this, I mean, like this podcast, you know, as as obviously a is a deliberate part of of your uh, awareness model, I would presume. Mm -hmm. I mean, being in a similar space to I uh, to what to. To, to the one I'm in, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I know that my podcast is, I mean, one, the, the weirdest reason is um, I, I home office and I love talking to interesting, smart people. So it's a great water cooler replacement. Quick, quick plug for Nick's uh, on brand with Nick Westergaard, by the way, podcast, look it up on, uh, on, what, I'm presume iTunes, Stitcher, iTunes, Stitcher and all of else. the things. But the yeah. biggest thing is it's, it's, it's an awareness building. It is, um, it is a, a way for, you know, me to, uh, elevate my profile, to talk to interesting people, to get them to share my content. But then beyond that, I mean, it's interesting now that I talk about podcasts because I also interview people and I've just written a book and a handful of these people, the interviews really started, uh, in the podcast recording. And that's also making its way into my teaching content. So really my podcast, I, I can answer that why really well. And I think it's important to be able to do that because you take something like podcasting and everybody's podcasting now. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so it's easy to fall prey to, to what I call in the book checklist marketing, where we don't know why we're doing something, but everybody's doing this. So we have to do it too. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, that's, that's a really, really good point. And those are questions I get, I'm sure you've gotten often where, you know, a new app pops up, right? And, and again, I don't want to get caught lost in these weeds, but where there, a new app pops up and I get a phone call the next day from a client or from some, you know, a friend, whoever it might be. Hey, do I need to be on this app? No. Well, everyone's on it. Define everyone. <laughs> That's my first question. Yeah. Define, define everyone. And, and I think I'm going to someday, Nick, I'm going to. I am going to write something, whether it's a short format uh, or, or long format about defining everyone, because we use that term so often and no one really understands what they're saying when they say it. Everyone does this. No, everyone doesn't do that. If everyone was doing it, um, we'd be in a different situation. But <laughs> it's, it's, it's so just hard. <laughs> it's so hard with all the shiny new things that we have. And it's easy for people to appear over our cubicle. And, you know, we were talking earlier. I mean, I think I don't want to I always have to be careful that I don't sound anti Snapchat. But I think that the marketers that, I, you know, I work with and talk with, you know, Q1, we're hearing an, an tremendous amount of pressure from interesting sources back to your define everyone is it's usually their boss and not because of anything learned that they have heard about snapchat but for the simple anecdotal reason that they're hearing about it from their kids constantly and um i think there are great things that you can do but it's 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 a great kind of textbook shiny new thing to not do just for the sake of doing it 
Yeah, we uh, we we fall prey to that. I mean, in every aspect of, of life, you're you're spot on there. Um, and and there is you should not be doing things. So, um, I want I, I do want to get back to the book conversation because I I didn't mean to take this. Look at it. I'm such a bad host. I'm such a sorry listeners. I'm such a terrible person because I took this totally off track. We were trying to talk about the book, um, <laughs> and because I, I wanted to know about the question engine, embracing people power, um, and, and and that concept in your part two of the book. And I know that I took it off the rails. I apologize. I'm like I'm like Ozzy Osbourne, you know, going off the rails. Crazy. That man. is that is that is a little okay. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, that, 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 that's actually a lot like my own interviewing style. So, uh, yeah, well, I'm glad, I'm glad I have somebody that can just hang with me. Um, so let's, let's jump back there. Let's go jump back to the book because I mean, first of all, what's really cool about what you're doing and what I love about everything you do with the podcast, with your agency, with the book, even your own personal brand, it, everything is very, very seamless. So the story's the same everywhere. I mean, your book fits right in with everything else you're, you're talking about. So the conversations are all one. And if there's anybody that if, you know, people ask about personal branding a lot, and this is a quick plug to you, Nick, as well, check out Nick. I will leave, I will have all of these in the show notes, the links to Nick and, and his conference, his podcast, his book, um, and his agency. You'll see how very refined the brand is. And it does, it's not boring at all by any stretch. This is what a brand needs to look like. So not only does the book help you do that, but Nick is the Nick, I'm going to call you the king right here on the podcast. Nick is the king of, of the branding. Um, wow. All right. Back to the book. Yes. <laughs> Back to the book. Uh, let's talk a little bit about, about uh, or let's continue talking about part two there. What, what, do you, what do you mean by question engine? What is that? Ah. And how does a brand use a question engine? Absolutely. Well, questions are some, if, if you're what we're talking about to, to kind of place it in the book is beyond the smart steps, you can't skip. The whole second part is about doing more with less, which I think is one of the kind of scrappy common denominators and was really kind of a hard point in selling the book because a lot of people want to say, no, it's just for small business. No, it's just for, for big business, fortune 500s. And all the marketers that I talk to, regardless of the size of the organization, everyone's looking to do more with less. I was working with uh, the folks at Schwinn Bicycle Company, and I think it'd be easy to think of them as a great big brand, um, and they are. Our, you know, we rode Schwinn's growing up, our, our kids do, uh, but they really have a small, scrappy team, and the head of their social media said, you know, I think that we could all, when I was talking with her about this concept, she was nodding along and she said, I think we could all use a few people and a few dollars more. And I think that kind of, I, I use that quote in the book, I, that kind of hits the nail right on the head. And in thinking about this, um, I break this down into some of the biggest areas where we can do more with less punch above our weight class a little bit like a scrappy underdog. And one of right, those Rocky. is yeah, or Rocky love Rocky, Rocky, Rocky love Rocky or, uh, you know, Rocky four was on TV last night and I just, I scientifically have to stop. I, I can't, I, I can't not watch Rocky that. Four is my, it's probably my favorite. Not, just it saying. makes me want to go fight the Russians. So no, no offense to any, any Russian listeners or readers. Well, you're Danish, right? I Western am. Garden, Danish. I am. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
But uh, but uh, one of the ways that you can do more with less is with a uh, by embracing the power of questions. You know, we talk to so many people that are struggling with uh, the content that they have to create or um, making uh, sustainable conversations happen that can help you build community on social media. And I think questions are some of those powerful hidden tools out there. So on the conversation side, if we remember to ask more questions, we can spark better conversations. On the content side of that, if we remember to simply ask our community uh, what sort of content would be the most helpful to them, and more importantly, if we can think of ways that we can um, answer their questions with our content, it will go a long way to creating more useful content uh, as well. And there's another horrifying stat out there that I share Uh that 76% of us um, fancy pants marketers feel like we know what our customers want, but only 34% have bothered to ask. And there's not a... Yeah, there is. It is. And it's, you think you combine that with the fact that we're doubling the Internet every couple of days and we kind of have this content is king mentality. Um, I, I think that kind of feeds the problem of, you know, more content is better. But my thesis is that better content's better and better content starts by asking your community what they need. And then based on that works to answer as many of their questions through their content as possible. This now we talk about like, there's talk about guerrilla marketing um, and whatnot. Do you in the book? And, and this is a question, cause I don't know. Do you, uh, do you talk at all about things like that? Is that part of your scrappy, um, your scrappy system or your scrappy strategy is guerrilla marketing at all? Something that's still relevant. Um, I, I think it is. I, I think it's just kind of uh, by uh, another na- scrappy by another name. You know, I, I think, you know, I, I've worked to define the scrappy mindset in a particular way. And I think it's kind of a, a natural descendant of, you know, uh, that book that's sitting on my marketer's bookshelf of uh, of guerrilla marketing. It's all about uh, doing more with less um uh, and my focus especially is here in the digital age. I want to shift just slightly still similar topic though. Um, Wendy Clark, former executive at, um, I don't know if you know, Wendy, she's the former executive at Coca-Cola. She now works at DDBO Chicago. And she was recently in an article in ad age. She made a comment about there's a shift going on from the old iconic ads or iconic campaigns like we you know mad men style to mm-hmm. these smaller more raw content um are you seeing that and if you are seeing that like do you do you as a practitioner and an educator do you see that that is the case and what advice do you have for actually first let's ask that question do you see that that's the case and then i'll ask you the second follow-up Remind me what the what the what um, the case is. The the are you seeing are you seeing that there is is this shift for real? Because you know, Wendy said that, and you know she worked with obviously Coca Cola. Now she works with a large agency. But do you see that is the do you see that it is the case everywhere where we have gone from this big iconic ads, you know, like I said, Mad Men style, to smaller, less edited, more raw, authentic 
I use the word authentic as a buzzword, but pardon, right. I don't know any other word. Um, is that really the case? Is, is that really the case? Like, is that, and is that something that is, uh, repeatable for any business? I, I think so. I, I think that it, it's hard because it does kind of devolve into, like you said, the kind of buzzword bingo of authentic. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. this, it's that. Right. And, you know, cause I, I also, I, I struggle too, because I, uh, you know, a big part of my book too is, is grounded in what I would think is classic marketing strategy. And that's really where a lot of my ideas kind of grew to, to be formalized was, was teaching them in the classroom. Um, but I, I think that it is changing not so much the strategy behind what we're doing, but how we're doing it. And I think that that is where a lot of the slick advertising creative stuff is is not enough. I mean, I, I think that, you know, take something. That's why I think it's it's kind of good to, you know, because you, you can. It's hard to look at it without a specific context. So you do take something like the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and take, you know, where we do some traditional brand advertising. And we see that that's not going away, but we see it being leveraged differently and that there are bigger ecosystems built around that that are involving bigger conversations unless hey here's the latest uh, funny commercial we've made of a you know guy getting you know kicked in the goods and you know silly you know the you know, kind of those typical, that was funny. And I don't remember who it was for. And I think that used to be good enough. And I think now traditional brand advertising is, is, is changing in a, in a very big way. I mean, we look at that and I mean, I, I think that it's, it's part of a bigger ecosystem that our brands have to move through. That's part of, uh, the fact that we're not just marketing at our customers anymore. We are marketing with them. We see stats from Nielsen saying that, you know, people don't trust, um, brand advertising anymore. And we look at the growing importance of things like peer reviews. And all of this is an ecosystem that I think that we are moving from a place where we were marketing at customers and we are marketing with them. We're co-creating our brands. You know, that kind of segues into our, I think the best definitions of, of brands and branding all hinge on the fact that it's not what you say about yourself, it's what they say about you. So I think all of yeah. this is is a much more complex ecosystem that we find ourselves in as brand builders, as opposed to probably back to kind of your thesis here of, you know, just creating this latest, greatest funny ad and, um, um, uh, and, 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 yeah, and I, I understand with that. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I makes perfect sense. Um, I want to close off with a couple questions here. Sure. Kind of, kind of predictions, I guess. Um, some people don't like predictions, but just your thoughts of the ecosystem in general, uh, for agencies. So you own an agency. Where do you see agencies needing to shift their mindset when working with cl- any client, small, big? Uh, it doesn't matter over the next three years. Cause I think I, I personally believe there's a shift. So let me just interject for a second. I think there's a, there, there's a shift and that 
agencies that lack true creativity and that have just gotten by with analytics and data and, oh, we've pushed X amount to your you know traffic here and this is the ROI. Like, I think that is not going to be the case over the next, you know, I think we're going to see a shift away from that and more focused on creativity. What are your thoughts? I think, I think, I think both pieces are important. I, I think that, um, I mean, I, I think obviously we have better tools. We can do better things. There's not this need for tremendous marketing waste. I mean, I, I think it's a kind of a less fun way to say it, but I, I think there's never been a great a better time to be in marketing because of the tools that we have to target who we're looking for. Uh, and I do think internally, as you look at kind of staffing trends um, on the agency side and internally uh, among CMOs, that that deep analytic expertise to really measure what matters beyond just looking at basic engagement data is a huge need. Now, on the other side of that, I also think it's easy to get one sided and say exactly what you were of, you know, that the creative stuff doesn't matter, that it's all data driven, big data. It's all about the analytics. And I think as we look at the content challenge, the other side of that, that more content isn't always better. Better content is better. And there is strategy that drives better content, but there's also creativity that drives better content that we are going to need more, um, you know, artists, poets, content creators in uh, in the fold to help us as we look at, you know, some of the bold content plays being made, especially in the in the areas of of branded content um, as well. So, I mean, I think that we are going to need both right and left brainers and every now and then the the unicorns out there that that can do both of those things um as well i mean the the interesting thing that that i know uh, as as an agency professional leading a small scrappy agency of our own is that our engagements with clients have been so different we are I feel like there is less a, yep, we're doing this one thing for all these different clients. We are with different clients doing different pieces of the work. Some of it is the analytics side. Some of it's the creative side. Some of it's both. Um, but we are um, having to be scrappy on our own there. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned branded content and it kind of triggered something really quick. If you, if you have time to answer this, I want to ask, um, are we going to see content or, or are we, is our advertisements going to move away from just pure advertising? Or are we going to see more branded, uh, sponsored content? I mean, I, I, I think that I think we, the, yeah, absolutely. That we're going to see more of the branded sponsored content. I mean, I think that where we fail online is when we take things that existed in other ecosystems and, oh, we've put interruptive advertising online. That's usually V1. Yeah. And I think that's what we did with display. And I, I think that even even to a lesser extent, uh, you know, with with Google AdWords, which can certainly be very targeted, but is still uh, not as interruptive because it's at least part of a search ecosystem where someone's looking for something. Though. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 
But I think that we can't just do that moving forward, which is why I think that we are going to see, you know, pockets of people online where they're at and bringing relevant on brand pun intended, I guess, stories. Um, let's see what I did there. Uh, I see what you did there Yeah, to the audience where they're at. Um, and then this is my last question for you is with, you know, you mentioned Snapchat earlier. Um, but do you think that we are in, do you think we're at, so we've seen things like, you know, we've had the industrial revolution, we've had many revolutions, even the technological revolution. Do you think that we're in some sort of like social media revolution right now where there are so, because it seems like daily there's a new app, right? What? Go ahead. Go ahead. You have something to say on that one. I can hear you. Well, it's, it's like, it's the, like where we're at. I always, I start a lot of talks and classes that I teach with a timeline going through all of this in terms of Mm -hmm. all the different phases of communication. And, you know, we went through all of this in terms of media and I think it's easy to get it now is so different. And it's, 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 it's just the latest disruptive technology. It is not that it hasn't happened before. It's just the speed with which channel disruption is happening uh, is greater than ever before. But I, I really think at the end of the day, you know, as much as we talk about and use it to, uh, you know, to, to position ourselves that we talk about social digital, I think eventually all of this is going to roll back up into marketing and we're all yeah. going to find ourselves. Uh, what we have been doing is um, is is in branding and marketing. Nick, it has been a pleasure chatting with you about getting scrappy. Uh, The audience, I want you guys to check out uh, the book, Get Scrappy. Remember, I will be doing a giveaway. I don't know what the giveaway is yet, but I will have books uh, from Nick here. Get Scrappy, Smarter Digital Marketing for Businesses, Big and Small. Um, This is... From everything I've heard from everybody, this is the blueprint. This is the textbook on how to uh, market your brand, your business in today's age. And you can fight with the big guys. I know the David and Goliath uh, analogy is all over this book. Uh, Daniel Pink right on top. It says feeling like David in a field of marketing Goliaths get scrappy. And really, I've heard that analogy from a lot of people that have talked about this book. So, Nick, um, where can we find your book and where can we find, Oh, well, you know what? I want to talk about your conference too, real quick, but where can they find the book? Let them know where to buy it. If they don't want to wait for the giveaway, you can find everything related to the book. I mean, the easiest place is Amazon, but, uh, more, you can read a sample chapter at get scrappy Get scrappy All right. So really quick, you have a conference coming up as well. And the reason why I mentioned how well branded Nick is, is because he also has a conference. So you have a conference, you have a podcast, you speak, you educate, um, you have a book and everything is so on brand, huh? Shocker on brand. Um, tell us a little bit about social brand forum. And if you have any specials going on right now for the audience. Absolutely. Well, Social Brand Forum is now in its fifth year. And I, um, like you, that's amazing, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. I was running around to conferences and events and would get back home, looked around, and I realized there's really nothing like this right here. Um, 
in 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 the Midwest, in in kind of the middle of everywhere here. So, um, thinking about that and thinking about uh, providing content for my community, literally, um, I I worked about creating an event, and and Anne Handley is kind of the uh, the the fairy godmother of the social brand forum. She I like to say she credentialed that first event by by putting her name on it, and uh, we've we've grown uh, year on year. We have the event uh, in downtown Iowa City, beautiful college town at the Englert Theater, which is a hundred plus year old um, uh, vaudeville theater that was then converted into a, a beautiful movie palace and is now a performing arts center. Uh, it's really kind of like a digital marketing TED event. And we've got uh, Jay Bear, Joe Polizzi, um, uh, Ginny Dietrich, uh, but also uh, folks like uh, Andy Crestadina, Ben Phillips, mutual friend, uh, is going to uh, be Mr. talking. Mr. Ben about, Phillips going to be talking about Snapchat strategy, and and uh, so it's a mix of keynotes and practical tactical how tos, and uh, we do still have our early registration open through uh, the month of May here, so uh, you can save some money, see a great event by heading over to socialbrandforum.com. Perfect. Perfect. All right. So I will have all those links and make sure that you go. If this is seriously an amazing conference, because again, uh, everyone that I've talked to that I know uh, that has spoken at Nick's event or has attended Nick's event has said it is one of the most um, actionable, which I think is is important nowadays, right? We come away from conferences, Nick, sometimes and it's like, did I get anything actionable? Can I take anything home with me to implement into my business. So kudos to you, your team, um, and everything you're doing again, congratulations on the book. Um, and hopefully I'll see you this year, a little later in the year at your, um, at social brand forum as well. Thank you very much. I, I really, really appreciate it. Um, tell everyone where they can find you personally as well. And if they have questions, can they reach out or where absolutely out? They, they, um, my, uh, name, uh, is also my website, nickwestergaard.com. That's Westergaard with two A's. Uh, and if you can spell Westergaard, you can also find me on most social networks. I'm Nick Westergaard on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, all of the places. So I'd love to hear from you. Westergaard. It makes me, it makes me, it reminds me of Thor. I don't know why, you know, that was, that's more of like Nordic culture, I think, but Danish is kind of similar, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So there we go. It's been a pleasure spending some time with you, Nick. Um, and, and I hope to, uh, to dive into this book. Actually, I don't hope to, I will dive into the book and I'm sure we'll have, I will have another podcast episode specifically about it. Um, and, and, and hopefully maybe we can get you back on. Awesome. I'd love to Nick have an amazing rest of your day. Thank you. Take care. This has been a VincenzoLandino.com production. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the Brand Boost podcast, please give us a rating, write a review, or subscribe. Head on over to BrandBoostCast.com forward slash subscribe.